I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. You've just tuned in to Rebel Wellness, the podcast that's here to revolutionize your approach to personal health and well-being. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join our Rebel community. In a world that's saturated with fleeting diet trends and unrealistic beauty standards, we believe it's time for serious change. Our mission is simple yet profound, to empower women like you to break free from the confines of today's diet culture and embrace a holistic approach to health that's sustainable for the long haul. If you're like me, you're here to embrace the concept that true well-being encompasses every facet of your life, mind, body, and soul. Rebels believe in aligning our journey with our individual needs and values because a one-size-fits-all approach just simply doesn't cut it anymore. This podcast is your safe space to explore the depths of wellness guided by myself, experts, real-life stories, and genuine commitment to your growth. You're here to begin your transformative journey, and it's time to discover your own version of balance in your health. Every week when you tune into Rebel Wellness, we'll learn, grow, and rebel against the polarizing outdated norms to finally achieve lasting vitality and joy. Because that sounds pretty great, right? Your journey starts now, and I am so excited that you're here. Hello, so welcome back to yet another episode of Rebel Wellness. And I wanted to just continue today's chat on another aspect to the September Strength series that we're doing. And this will be, of course, the final episode of the September Strength series. So I hope you've been enjoying it. Um, But today's chat is going to be a little bit further into the wellness resilience concept that I was talking about in the last episode. If you did not listen to that one, 10 out of 10 recommend, not just because I recorded it, but (laughs) because it definitely will help enter into this chat today with a little bit more clarity and round out the entire concept of wellness resilience in general. (laughs) But as always, before we dive into this topic and some of my best tips about staying resilient with your fitness in wellness, I do want to invite you to come join us on our Instagram community. So join our page at Rebel Wellness Podcast, or you are very welcome to come join my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kales. And I would also love to invite you to go to coachkales.com, join our newsletter list. We are about to launch some big things and there's going to be some great content. I hand curate everything I put into my newsletters and it's some stuff that you probably didn't know you needed until you got it in your inbox. So I would definitely recommend you join that as well. Again, I don't spam. I like to keep it classy. So definitely come join us. I would love to see you join our community. And hello to all of you who have recently joined. It's been so fun to see new faces and say hello. Some of you have even reached out to me. So, all right, I am going to start our quick chat about the fitness aspect to long-term sustainable wellness resilience, because I mean, that's what resilience is, right? It's really important that you consider these concepts today for yourself, because I think that they might be the biggest game changer on your relationship with fitness. Something that I really have gained as a skill mindset wise over the years training myself 
which went from hardcore need to lift or work out five to six days a week, or else I'm not going to be a fit chick, you know, just as on it as possible. I had to be sore all the time. There's some really kind of common toxic fitness environment mentalities that I realized as I got older were not as necessary. So something that's really important to think about is for your own individual self, you have to first figure out what is your reason for movement? Like, why do you want to engage in either strength training or fitness classes, or maybe a fitness competition, if that's something you want to do any of your goals for fitness? Or is it simply just to like, exist and move better. You know, a lot of people ultimately, when you go down to the deep, 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 why you find out that I just really want to be physically healthy, that I can walk down a grocery store aisle and not feel winded, you know, or I can walk up the parking garage stairs and be fine. And those are fantastic goals because those are little things that we experience in life that are correlated to our internal health and, and therefore also our external health, you know? So when you deduce it down to what is your true movement reason. It can really help you figure out how to become resilient with supporting that goal, no matter what life throws at you. So last chat, I talked a lot about how things are inevitably going to happen to you in life, right? We can't avoid big dips or surprises or anything that might derail us, especially from movement. So your mindset around how you view your movement is really going to dictate how you come out of it. Because there's so many times where people have an all or nothing mindset about their fitness, they get derailed, and then they give up for a really long time. And they might backtrack themselves for years because maybe they just go into, all right, well, I'm just going to work and sit on my butt again, and I'm just going to eat bad, you know, whatever ends up happening because they feel defeated or a multitude of feelings, honestly. And I would say that, it's totally normal to experience that. We totally live in a high expectation society and we feel like, especially if our parents kind of perpetuated that environment in our home, we might feel that our only worth and value is with keeping up with the Joneses, like keeping up with trying to do the most, trying to be the best, you know? Or you might be somebody who never had that influence and you have zero motivation to work out. You're like, I just really don't care. I get sore. I hate being sore. You know, I don't always talk about that side of it, but that's absolutely something that I have totally experienced with the other half of my clients. Like I have clients that are on both sides, I would say, as well as moments in my own life. And I think there's a happy balance between it because when you can really determine, like I said, your why, like why you want to have movement in your life? Like, is it just because you feel like people say you you should be working out or whatever? Or is it because you really want to be stronger? You want to carry your own groceries. You want to, you know, juggle multiple things in each arms and then be able to lift your leg over your head to close the door. You know, (laughs) like there's a lot of different reasons that people might enjoy the after effects of having a relatively consistent wellness routine, right? So when you determine that, you can really stick to returning to that concept over and over and over again. So let's say that you've decided that your mindset is or your goal for movement is so that you can have good flexibility to avoid injury, but also good strength so that you can do things on your own, feel stronger, be more confident, have good posture, have good shape to your body. You want to look lean and leaner, eat more food, you know, (laughs) 
I mean, those are personally my goals for lifting. I want to eat more food, honestly, and have a physical appearance shapely that like is supportive of like, oh, she's strong. Like I want to be like looked at like, oh, she's strong, not she's thin and, and she looks like a model or something like that. You know, like in my opinion, I just really don't like that aesthetic because I think it looks kind of frail and weak, but to each their own, you know, like there's a lot of strong models, perhaps, who knows? <laughs> Um, but anyways, that's, that would be like my goal. So if we're, if we're talking about my goal, then, and that's a goal of like a lot of my clients, honestly, like, I think when it comes down to it, it's, it's a little bit less about the full aesthetics. Like we always start with the aesthetics, but then we realize that functionally being stronger and fitter has so many benefits and it does, especially for females. Like it helps prevent osteoporosis. It helps manage our blood sugar. It manages our, our hormones, our sex hormones, you know, various things that are extremely important and mental health immensely, mental health immensely. So I just want to remind you guys that once you determine that you have a really good foundation to return to and foundation is everything that matters, especially with wellness resilience, right? So we talked about like, how do you get back to your foundational things? sleep, your food, your water, yada, yada. But when it comes to fitness, you definitely need to figure out what is your foundation to keep your fitness at least baseline existing. Like when life goes off the rails and you just simply cannot get into the gym or something, what do you do to stay in a space where you don't feel like you've completely fallen off the wagon. Because if we're talking about like my goal, like wanting to be strong, wanting to have good lean mass to fat ratio, wanting to be, you know, whatever comes with that. And it's a lot, you know, I would say that ultimately in the grand scheme of life, if I think about how many weeks I have ahead of me to continue to work on this stuff, if I have one, two, three, or four weeks that are just like bad shit cray, like I can't get stuff done. Um, I'm going to go down to two days of lifting a week and full body workouts. That's what I do because I have been lifting long enough that I have more muscle maturity that I don't have to stimulate my muscles as much to keep them around, which is fortunate. That's the best part about consistently lifting for life. You don't have to work out as hard to maintain your muscle fact. Okay. So I just go down to two full body workouts a week. Sometimes I only hit one whatever. Like in my mindset now, I'm just like, you know what? I walked at least one walk a day. Some days I couldn't get that in. And I got one lift in this week. I stimulated my muscles. I can still activate them. I can like squeeze one butt cheek then squeeze the other. I can feel that they're there and they're active (laughs) and that's okay. Like that's good because I got through the rest of the week. I didn't overextend myself because throwing in a workout on top of high stress, whatever it is that you're doing, is counterproductive. It's going to make your cortisol even worse. And that's not ideal, especially for the female body, right? We don't want to be in this chronic stress state because we're not getting benefits from it anymore at that point. So I definitely want to encourage you to think a little bit more like that if you are somebody who has the same goal as me. You just want to lift for life and be active for life because I love hiking. I love steep hikes. I love regular hikes. You know, I like the gambit of hiking because I like the cardio and the scenery and the nature grounding, etc. But at the same time, I love lifting. I love challenging my body. And so I think that if you are somebody who has a goal for lifetime strength, you need to release that pressure you're putting on yourself to be perfect every single week. You have to release that pressure because it's actually self-inflicted. It could be inflicted by societal narratives, perhaps. But in reality, at this point, you should know by now that you don't have to be perfect to have success on it. 
you do have to be consistent. We do want you to be lifting at least once a week or twice a week, you know, to get some consistency because your body won't respond to a load if it's not consistently challenged. That's literally where strength comes from is a increasingly heavier load resistance against your muscles for a consistent amount of time because then your body is going to adapt and get stronger to it, right? That brings me into another concept about fitness with wellness resilience is that you do have to learn your threshold of what is challenging. So I'm going to go into a mini tangent really quick about that because I think it's really important in this September strength month to talk about a area that a lot of people fail to challenge themselves with when they um, do have a good goal of getting stronger, wanting bigger muscles, and that is pushing yourself hard enough. So if you're somebody who works with a trainer, you absolutely have the upper hand on that because trainers should be pushing you harder. <laughs> they should be saying like, okay, let's go more reps. Let's go heavier. Heavier is more ideal. That's called progressive overload over a period of time. And that's how you get strength gains. That's how you get muscle size gains and more. But a lot of people want to go the workout on their own route. And we really underestimate our capacity individually. Typically, even I underestimate it because I'm like, eh, this is hard enough. I could probably do like maybe five more reps if somebody really forced me to, but I feel like this is good enough. I think I'm stimulated enough, right? And in general, you're really not going to make those gains in that <laughs> in that amount of uh, resistance because your body is like, okay, well, we keep hitting this sort of hard zone and that's good for stimulating muscle. But until you're in the zone where like, you're actually hitting some rep max type of lifts once in a while, meaning more like five to six reps can still be a reps max zone where that last two reps is like you're making weird faces and you're shaking and it's really tough. But always, I do want to say a caveat is always make sure that when you're pushing yourself, you only increase like maybe two and a half to five pounds every week with good form. I never want people to be trying to do like rep max training and like lifting crazy heavy and just throwing their form out the window because that's how injuries happen. And I know that a lot of people don't push themselves because they're worried about injuries happening. But if you are working on your lifting and you want results in that zone, you probably should consider either getting a lifting buddy who knows how to properly spot you. You can look up spotting tips on YouTube. It's really easy and it's really worth it because spotting technique is a lot different than what you'll see some of the bros do around the gym. There's a lot of different nuances to it that professionals will tell you on YouTube that is like a five minute watch, but it's way worth it because if you can spot somebody properly, that's a game changer, <laughs> but you can also hire a trainer for a few sessions, you know, learn your capacity. You don't necessarily need to sign up for life, but learning how, just how much you're underestimating yourself just for several sessions will really teach you how to push yourself better on your own. So I can't stress enough how important it is to learn those thresholds for yourself because it is really, really, really important that you learn how to challenge your own strength and find out what you're made of, honestly. And you don't have to be doing that forever either. So it's also important to know that if you're in a strength building phase, everything with fitness, especially in the lifting zone, which is what I'm talking about right now, should be in phases. You shouldn't just be open-endedly trying to constantly increase your lifts for the rest of your life. I, like a dieting phase, I highly recommend that you stick to a program and think about it in a mindset of several months or uh, one year, you know, rounded boundaries. 
around your fitness and what you are orienting your attention to, because then it also takes away from the mental space of, I need to be doing this perfectly forever, right? Because when you release that expectation, you also understand that you don't have to continue this kind of uh, mentally taxing programming forever. And you really shouldn't because your body needs deloads. It needs weeks where you chill out. It needs maintenance phases. You know, that's also extremely important. So I would definitely recommend that you practice lifting heavier. Pick yourself like six weeks. I'm running a challenge right now for a lot of my clients where we are doing a six-week strength PR challenge. And we're picking just a few compound lifts like squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, chest press, single arm rows, you know movements like that are big muscle groups and work on increasing that single lift by 40% in six weeks. You know, think about lifting or adding 20 pounds to one of those movements every several weeks and hitting those goals are really what's going to surprise you and excite you in a lot of ways, because you realize again, what you're made of. You realize that you're way stronger than you thought you were able to lift and not get injured. There's so many things that are so beneficial about challenging your strength. So that would be one of my best ways to also approach your resilience and fitness is set goals for yourself where you're pushing yourself harder because you have to learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable with challenging your body, challenging your muscles. But also on the other side, the other factor that is really important to understand with resilience in your strength is that you're going to go through chapters or seasons of your strength and fitness where you're not as strong as you were in another chapter, and it's okay. It's really important to understand that it's so hard to manage and maintain a really high level of strength long term, especially if like your job doesn't require it. So for example, I can usually easily lift 25 pound or 35 pound plates with no problems at all because I'm constantly moving weight plates for clients, especially when I was in fitness training gyms. Now that I've shifted away from that and even more aggressively, the juxtaposition between when I was in training gyms, moving weights for people. And then when the pandemic hit and I was virtually training and I was no longer lifting weights. And then we go back into the training gym and I'm lifting those weights again. And I'm like, holy cow, these things feel like 50 pounds to me. <laughs> so, but, and, and that was kind of less of a, oh my gosh, I lost some strength. It was more of like a, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much baseline strength I was maintaining because I was constantly loading myself passively throughout the day. You know, and it's gone back to the point where 25 pounds feels like a cakewalk to me again, because I am moving those plates a lot, not only for myself in the gym, but for my clients that I train in person. And so that's just a little example for you that if you aren't weightlifting and like heavier and heavier consistently through some phase of life, again, whether it's like a stressful event time, an injury, an illness, whatever it is, you're going to lose strength, but you're going to get it back. And you don't have to stress about the fact that like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard for me to get strong like that again. Maybe, but at the same time, generally speaking, once you've conditioned a muscle enough and you've lifted for a period of time, and then you've gone away from it, all of my clients that have had things that have derailed them temporarily up to like a month or two months, the moment they get consistent again, week two or three, they're strong as they were when they ended that previous strength phase again because their body has muscle memory. It comes back to that strength, especially if they are in a position where they can nourish themselves well, they can rest well, they can drink enough water and hydrate well, and all of that. All of those foundational components that are important for strength. If you can't do that, if your body is struggling, if you're coming off of a major illness, 
or something's going on with your body that you don't have a lot of control over to understand exactly what's going on, odds are it's going to be harder for you to get the strength back faster, but that's okay. You need to let your body honor your body, know what it's going through, help it the best you can. And that chapter or season might not look as strong as when your body was jamming on good rest, lots of food, you know, consistent, lower stress lifestyle and all of that. So it's immensely important that you understand that there are seasons of strength in your life. And that's part of wellness resilience with your fitness, because if you expect to be as strong as you were at one point, as mobile as you were at one point, as flexible as you were at one point for the rest of your life, and then if you don't maintain that, you're a failure, that's going to set you up for a lot of yo-yoing in your wellness space. You're going to constantly kind of battle with yourself of whether you're succeeding or failing based upon your ability to stay linear. And life is not linear at all. And therefore, we need to get in the headspace where it's okay to be nonlinear with our wellness. And so I really hope that if anything out of these chats can come really strongly through to you, that you understand that there are chapters and seasons, whatever you want to call it, of your life that are going to inevitably happen and how you navigate it mentally is what helps you stay resilient on that path. And it's going to look like parts of time where you're really strong as fuck, parts of time where you're weak as fuck, you know, parts of time where all you can do is focus on like walking and stretching, you know, meditation. All of those things are really important for different parts of your life. And you have to determine what goal you're setting for your fitness makes sense for what you're going through. Because if you don't, you're going to have a really hard time to keep yourself in a good place to stay as healthy as possible through whatever obstacle you're facing. So I really, really, really want you to come away from today's chat, understanding your fitness and your mentality around your fitness a little better. So you can set yourself up for long-term success with your health and your wellness overall by being much more graceful and understanding and disciplined in a certain way around your fitness. And I think that is probably the best thing that I could tell anyone about what is the key to staying consistent with fitness. It's understanding that things won't be consistent. And that's kind of confusing, I'm sure. But hopefully after all of my examples today, it's not as confusing as it seems. All right, Rebel, I know this was a shorter one than usual, but I really wanted to kind of add that in because it's a powerful message. It's going to be something that if you can embrace it enough, it's going to be the game changer that helps you stay on track with your fitness for the long term. Whatever mode of fitness you choose, whether it's classes, strength training, cardio based stuff, yoga, you know, whatever you choose, just make sure that you understand what your intention is for that movement in your life. That is what's really going to help you succeed because you can't just wishy-washy pick something like, I'm just going to do Orange Theory every day of my life or several times a week and hope that I can maintain it. But in reality, that's a really high intensity. Lots of energy and stress comes with an Orange Theory class just on the body. And if you're trying to maintain that through a really crazy stressful time, maybe a parent has to go to Uh, a a care home and you need to manage that or maybe your children are going through a really challenging chapter of toddlerhood or maybe you are studying really hard in college and you have finals coming up and it doesn't make sense for you to maintain that level of stress when you're already stressed more in life this is where you need to shift gears into a different foundation maybe you shift into yoga 
Maybe you shift into hiking. Maybe you shift into just low intensity strength training to manage your strength and keep your body stimulated and keep your muscles strong and your metabolism going. There's so many ways to better approach your fitness through different seasons of life that will make you so much more resilient. If this episode spoke to you and you want to share this as a little pep talk gift to a friend, I really would love for you to share this with somebody you think it would benefit. And as always, please connect with us if you would love to learn a little bit more about what I have in store for my listeners to kind of help you hone in and access better wellness for yourself with your foundations. And I hope that you can celebrate your strength and nourishment, walk with confidence, and I will catch you next week on another episode of Rebel Wellness. you are still listening. Thank you for tuning in to our latest episode of Rebel Wellness. If you've been enjoying our conversations around health, fitness, and wellness, I have some exciting news for you. So if you would love to join our newsletter group, you can join us on coachkales.com or you can join my stand store at stan.store backslash kales k-a-i-l-e-s and that's an awesome opportunity for you to snag some freebies that i've created including a macro hack grocery list that is going to help you kind of design a custom grocery list especially for following macronutrients because as you know if you didn't listen to my macros in may series i would go back to those episodes because it has been a game changer for so many of our listeners for getting more on top of how to shape their physique and their health goals with the food they're eating so don't sleep on that go get your free download or i also for fun have a little 14 day ab challenge that I actually have used with my clients and my clients have had some really surprising, amazing, well, surprising that only in 14 days, you can have such great progress with your core strength and your abdominal muscle tone in general. So that is also free on my stand store. So again, S-T-A-N, like Stan the man, stan.store backslash kills. And you can also join our newsletter from that. And if you would like to reach out to me, chat, maybe work together, you can also contact me through my website, coachkales.com. And I would absolutely love you to join our Rebel Wellness Podcast Instagram, which is at Rebel Wellness Podcast. And you can also join my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kales. That's where it all began. That's where I share the most um, kind of custom to what I do work on specifically with my clients on that page. So join that one. It's all feminine wellness focused and I share some great stuff, some goofy stuff, things that you just don't want to miss as well as healthy recipes and things and easy recipes because we all kind of need some easy grab and go things, don't we? So I would love you to join both those pages as you'll be joining a community of like-minded females who are all committed to living their best lives. So hit that follow button. And I would love if you felt the need to share and rate our podcast. We would love that. Anyways, thanks for listening. And I hope to catch you next Sunday or say hello on the gram.